You do not eat that Lego. You get that out of your mouth. Do not wave that pool noodle at me, young man. Oh, Jolene, I am dying here. You've got three kids. How do you run a fitness business and be a parent? I have a lot of tips that I am happy to share with you about them. Oh, thank goodness. Entrepreneurs with kids, this is the show for you. This is Run a Profitable Gym, and this episode will help you run a great business and be a great parent. I'm Mike Warkington. I would love it if you would hit subscribe and give us a little love on whatever platform you're currently on. Today, I've got Jolene Bingham with me. She's the CEO of 13 Stripes Fitness. She's a two-brain mentor, and she's the parent of three young kids. She's here today to help you run a great gym and be a great parent. So Jolene, welcome to the show. Are your kids sleeping? Um, no, I got them off to school today. So Okay, so super efficient already. Yes. I need you to show us that you are the real deal. Give us proof okay. of life here. What's the craziest entrepreneur with kids story that you've got? Okay, so I don't know if you would call it crazy, but it may be the the most real entrepreneur with kids <laughs> story. So I'll take it. Um, I had just had my second kid. Um, he is now almost seven years old. So this was almost seven years ago. And it was well before, you know, I, I knew systems and boundaries and scheduling and I had just given birth. I'm talking like literally just given birth in the hospital. Um, and I'm sitting on my phone answering emails and taking a call from somebody who called the gym because I thought I had to answer them at that point. Um, and so that's, that's kind of when I knew some things had to change. That was, that was a little ridiculous. Uh, but wow. point, I thought I had to respond to everybody immediately or the world and my business would end. So like actually in the hospital and you're just like taking gym calls and taking care of business. Yes. yes. Wow. I you are, you are tough. <laughs> it, it was not something I would ever do again. And definitely not something I recommend anybody ever do. But you know, that story clearly shows listeners that uh, you know what you're talking about and you've got not one, but three kids. What are the ages of them? 16, six and four. Okay. So you've got a nice range. They're spread out. They've got different schedules. One is probably almost driving. One is probably still not even close to those things. It's still playing with different toys. You've got a whole bunch of different things going on. Plus you've got a husband thriving business. You've got a mentorship practice. You got all this stuff going on. So we're going to get into it and help people figure out how to manage their stuff as well. So how did your life change as an entrepreneur when you had kids? Like, were you prepared for this or was it a huge challenge? What was a shock? What happened? I would say it's a, it was a huge shock. So I'm a little bit different in that I had, because I have an older kid, I had a kid before we became entrepreneurs. Okay. So I had that experience of coming home after work and you had the whole night to yourself. And then we bought our first gym when my son was 10 days old. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, we bought it right before he was born. Sorry, get my timeline. Do you want to go back at that point? Uh, but at that point, I, I realized, um, I had no clue what I was doing. This was pre-Chris Cooper days. This was before I, I reached out to Two Brain, before I had gotten help. And I thought, oh, you know, I'm just going to buy a gym. I'm going to work out with my friends. Mm. And then the reality sets in of, I don't know what I'm doing. I have a kid who needs me for everything. I have a 10-year-old who needs me for everything. And I have a business that I have to be there all the time for. So big shock. Okay. And did it, you know, there's a couple of things I think they're like, first of all, as a, a, as a woman, like you are the thing for a new baby. And this is, I'm just basing on, on what my male friends have told me. The, the mother at that point is everything to that child. Right. So like, was that your experience where like, you know, you have to provide everything and you've got to run a business at the same time. Yeah. Even more so with my third child. Um, and I know there was only two year difference there, but 
she was what I would call a high needs baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she would have to be carried everywhere. I have to hold her. She couldn't sleep without touching my hand or my arm. Um, so very much so exactly how you describe it. Okay. And when you had the other ones, like, does the stress, like, does it, is it exponential? Does it multiply or, or um, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves, but does more children equal more challenges as a parent? Yes. Um, from a standpoint of scheduling, right. You know, you've got to be multiple places, multiple times, but also making sure they get attention. So now you're not just dealing with a, a business that needs attention. Now you have three separate individuals that rely on you for everything that need attention as well and love and deserve it. Yep. And I don't have kids, but I've got two giant dogs are actually even behind me. Uh, my wife told me when we were getting the second one, she's like, well, if you got one, you might as well get two. It's just the same amount of work. And it's definitely not. It is exponentially mm-hmm. more work. It is not double the work. It is like four times the work because they're just, they multiply off each other. So I'm sure kids are kind of the same way. So let's get into tips here. Wow. Like what are your top tips for entrepreneurs with kids? All right. So tip number one, um, is schedule, 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 schedule. and have a weekly meeting about your schedule, plan it out in advance. I'm known as an operations person. So anybody in Two Brain knows me, knows I like to systemize things, knows I like things in order. I wasn't always that way. Um, I, I became that way because I had to. So I have a weekly schedule that I review once a week. Every single night before I go to bed, I sit down and I write out my daily schedule. So you know, everybody always has it in Google Planner, but I create it. I schedule admin time. I schedule time with my kids. Schedule one-on-one time with my kids. And I schedule my workout time, which I think is really important for entrepreneurs, especially in the fitness industry. I think sometimes we forget that part of it. Um, but I run my family calendar like I would run my business calendar. Wow. So that's, so that's pretty perfect. regimented. It is. It's very regimented. And while I say that, though, it's very regimented, there, you also have to be flexible within it, right? Because if you have kids, kind of like dogs, they don't have a, a certain schedule that they follow. They don't mm-hmm. look at a calendar and say, oh, it's Monday. We have to go to school today. Um, You have to tell them that when they're little. So that flexibility of, well, maybe I have a set schedule, but now that it changes, I've got to sit down and rewrite it too. Yeah. Cause I have a problem where I will dial in a schedule and if something goes off the rails, I get mad and then I get frustrated and everything else starts to suffer. So being flexible within that is definitely a great tip. And I'm asking you this as a follow-up question. Uh, You said you weren't always this way. So how, for people who aren't like schedule oriented, how do you make that shift to suddenly like looking at your entire day, hour and hour by minute by minute? Being very intentional with it. Um, and so every night before I go to bed, taking five minutes, right? I'm old school. I still use a paper planner to schedule up my day and my tasks. I, everything lives on Google so that we can share it. But I think that's the first step is understanding I have to do it mm-hmm. and setting aside just five minutes to start. Okay. So people out there, if you are not a scheduled person, you can change that take some baby steps toward it and start small, but use the tools available to you, whether, whether you're a paper and pen kind of person or whether you're a Google person, put those schedules in place. I love the idea of reviewing it before you go to bed. That kind of sets your intention for the next day. Like that's a great thing where you wake up and like, you already know what you have to do, right? Like, do you lay your clothes out before you, you get up too? I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I um, well, and uh, I'll say this, and this is kind of a funny parent story. My four-year-old is still, she's my high needs kid. She still has to sleep with me. So some of it is I like to plan it out, but some of it is I don't want to wake her up. So it's all like a pile. So I can kind of sneak out the door and I'm, I'm an early morning person. So sneak out and get to work. Okay. And I can, can tell you that uh, we're recording this podcast early on a Monday morning and Jolene was here at the exact appointed minute on schedule. So there you go. That's proof. Yeah. What, uh, what's your next tip? What else you got? 
Um, boundaries, set boundaries and stick with them. And again, this, this came from me sitting in that hospital bed with my son who, um, I had no boundaries at that point, obviously a newborn and on the phone, but having defined work and family times. And I think that came from that. But the thing that really dialed in for me is I read a book by Todd Herman called the alter ego effect and talking about when you're in one role, being that role when you're in another role being that role. That's simplifying it, but that's really what I got from it. Um, But as a parent, creating the version of myself that I wanted to be at home, but that means I needed to create boundaries for that. So when I walk in the door, my attention is on my kids and I'm not sitting there thinking, oh man, I have five leads I have to follow up with, or my business is going to fall apart because I don't answer emails, right? Because if I don't give my kids the attention, they're going to fall apart realistically. So having those boundaries and knowing that I can say no to certain things that aren't during that time, right? So work time is work time. Family time is family time. Okay. So let me ask you a scenario question. Cause like, I love the, the story you told at the beginning is pretty powerful. Like imagine like you've just been through this birth, you're lying there in a hospital and you're, you're like probably drugged out of your mind and in pain. And you're like, okay, answering the phone. Like that's just a surreal experience to me. How can like, what would you do now? How, what would you have set up or how would you set the boundaries now? If, if let's say you had a fourth kid and you get the phone rings in your hospital room, how would you have made that switch that you don't have to answer anymore? Okay. Well, let's clarify. There will be no fourth kids. <laughs> We're Hypothetically, I'm sure three no, is enough. I, yeah. and I understand. I just, three is plenty with owning a business. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I would do is systems in place for my staff at this point to yeah. answer the phone. You know, SOPs, I'm a big operations person. So writing out how somebody would need to do it creating the process for if it didn't go well, if they needed me in emergency, what that would look like, what my response time to that would be. I don't think there's any emergency that anybody would need to reach me at at this point. There wasn't any either. I just didn't know that. So the the, the lesson for people who are listening and saying, you know, I, I can't not respond to the call is not to abdicate responsibility. It's to delegate it and create the systems and procedures and roles that will then handle that stuff so that you don't have to. It still gets handled, but not by you, correct? Correct. Exactly. I've had the same experience where like some work stress is bugging me and I'm trying to interact with dogs or a family member. And like, you feel guilty and horrible about it. And true brain mentor, Kenny Markwood has written about this too, where, you know, he sets specific time for his kids aside. And you said that before the show that you actually do it, uh, with each individual child, correct? Yeah. I realized, um, and my six-year-old actually reminded me of this. So I'm not, you know, I I've done this for a long time, but he needed some attention from me in this past week. And he said it, um, we went on a field trip and he said, you know, mom, it was really nice just to get you one-on-one and that that triggered like, okay, I need to be even more intentional. So I need to up what I'm doing with him once a month. Isn't enough. Maybe once a week we sit down and play a video game because that's how he likes to interact. What does he play? Um, He likes to play, um, bed wars, which is in Roblox. Mm -hmm. So that and pet simulator, I I don't know all the Roblox games, but the kids (laughs) really seem to like them. Nice. Uh, and how do you block off that time? Like, do you like set a do not disturb thing or do you like put your phone in a, like a tinfoil bag or like, what do you do so that you, the, all the intrusions of being a mentor and a business owner don't get into that family time now? How do you maintain those boundaries? Two different things. So I wear a watch that has notifications, which I know a lot of people do, Garmin, Apple, whatever those are. Um, I turn off the notifications. So I shut off the Bluetooth to my watch. And then I also put my phone on the counter um, away. Or if it's really been a distracting day, I'll actually put it in my bedroom so that I can't just walk by it and look at it. 
Yeah, I've noticed that's a big one. And if you ever find that you're like constantly like nervous twitching to your phone, putting it physically like even 10 feet away or out of sight really stops you from doing it because all of a sudden you can't just tap your pockets and find out that it's there. You can, you have to like physically get up and do it. And that really help, really help you keep your attention on what you're doing. That's a good tip for, I think, for whether you're working, podcasting, doing any other stuff, or even working with a family member. What else, what other tips have you got? Big ones here. Yep. Because, oh, I just want to add to that one. There's yeah. a funny story with that. So if you really have a hard time with that, mm-hmm. give your child the phone in a box, tell them to put it somewhere. Because oh, you're that's not going to find it for a little while. Kids are really good at hiding stuff. Yes. Yeah. Now, so you really have, need that extra help. Have you ever have you ever done that? I did not intentionally do that, but that's where I got the idea from. Did you did yeah. you ever find it again? I did. Yeah. Okay, because I know some kids are so ingenious that you might you know everybody has a nap on the couch and all of a sudden we don't know where the phone went. But what's your next tip? Okay, so the next tip um, is involve your kids. Right. So many times we, like I just said about setting boundaries, boundaries are fantastic, but your kids also can be part of your business and feel special and care about what you do and learn from you. I wouldn't have thought of this. Tell me more. This sounds awesome. So I think um, one of the things that I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs is that school isn't teaching their kids the skills they need to run their businesses later in life. Schools are great. Right. I, I love teachers. I was a teacher myself for 12 years but they don't teach entrepreneur skills for the most part. Some do. Um, But if you have your kids as part of your business, they get to spend time with you. You're teaching them life skills. You're teaching them how to interact with people, which I think is huge with all the technology that we have, those customer service skills. You're teaching them multitasking, problem solving, all these things that they need to be successful in life. And they get to spend time with you and see you and have fun with it. That's a brilliant one. I wouldn't have thought of that. How? Give me an example. Like, what? What do you do with? And let's let's give me maybe two examples. One with your older child, and one with one of the younger ones. But how you would integrate them into a business in a way that will help them kind of be part of the family and the business. So my oldest one, um, as a sixteen-year-old, the the way that I have helped integrate her is having her teach me social media stuff. I know that sounds <laughs> silly, but she's the one who taught me how to use TikTok. Um, your your videos on it were fantastic, but she's the one who showed me the apps to use. And she looks over things and says, oh mom, that's that's not great. Or this is good. So that's how I get her involved. Um my little ones, it's something simple as, you know, helping to set up weights. I don't train anybody anymore, but if they're in the gym when somebody else is there with a trainer, they can go get a band. They can go get weights. They can see how the interactions occur. Wow. That's, you know, and it's interesting when I was maybe honestly five or six years ago, I was at a client's house uh, uh, for a Christmas party or something like that. And I, I ended up playing uh, video games. I think it was, it was a racing game with uh, one of the kids and we were talking, I said to him, cause I'm a media guy. I said, so you know, what's cool. What are you guys looking at on social media now? Cause I know it wasn't, it's not Facebook anymore. Like kids don't really care about that. And he said, TikTok. And that was the first that I had heard of it. And I can't remember if it was six years ago or not, but it was whenever it was starting to become a big deal. And it was a kid who told me about it. And he must've been, I want to say 14, 15 at the time. Uh, the same thing I advice I give to gym owners now when they say, I can't, I don't know how to film things. I don't I hate social media. I don't understand. I'm like, find the coolest kid at your gym and give that person the phone and let that kid run with it because they kids now grow up on this stuff. It's, you know, you're not picking it up as a 35 year old person or whatever they're living it and acquiring it. Your social, your best social media manager might be your 12 year old. 
Yes. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting that. one. Yeah. Wow. And you've got your little one or one of your little ones, uh, you know, setting up weights and just learning like client service and helping people out and putting things back and organization scheduling, all these different things that are actually huge life skills. Yeah. And she actually, we give welcome bags out, simple ones, and she'll help put those together. Wow. So do they understand like the, the older one for sure, but the younger ones, do they understand the concept of the family business? You know, like, is that a thing? Cause like my parents had traditional jobs. I wouldn't maybe have understood that at a young age. Do yours? Kind of. I would say if you ask my four-year-old, it's hilarious because I actually filmed her doing this. She wants to work out when she grows up like mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. apparently she thinks mom and dad work out all day for their okay. job. Um, but she understands that she comes to the place that we own and that is ours and that we wow. help people. What a cool concept that is to give a kid at a young age. Yes. And I, I'm hoping that even if she chooses to do something other than the business, because my oldest has made it clear, she is not being a part of this business, at least, okay. at least for now, right? She's in that stage that at least I'm giving them the skills to create the life that they want for themselves. Okay. And I know Chris Cooper, Two Brain founder is big on this and he does do outreach in his local community to try and get young entrepreneurs to understand the concepts and grow as entrepreneurs to try some cool stuff to like, look at entrepreneurialism as a career choice. And again, not a criticism of the ed education system, but an entrepreneurial mindset is very different than a memorize and recite kind of mindset that you often get in a school setting. So Chris works really hard on that. Uh, he's also got the business is good podcast. If you're looking for more from Chris and more on entrepreneurialism, entrepreneurialism, in general, that's where you get it. Business is good. Check that out. More tips. What else is on the bag? Um, oh, probably my one of my last tips, um, biggest tips, I, I could go on all day with them, is dealing with guilt, right? Ooh, as a parent. There you go. So I know I call it mom guilt, but I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of dads who feel the same thing. So if I say mom guilt, I mean parent guilt as a whole. There are so many times that, um, you know, we, we, think that we're doing something wrong because we're not following the standard pathway, right? Entrepreneurs are a different breed of people, right? We don't work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just like when you talk to your clients about eating that extra piece of cake, right? So you had an extra piece of cheesecake over the weekend. Guilt is what you let it be, right? Like you could take that guilt and run with it for a month if you wanted to and beat yourself up for it. But mm -hmm. guilt is really what you create of it. So looking at it as kind of this cultural expectation that others have of you as to what your work hours should be. So for example, I work and I do mentoring calls for, between certain hours. I do clients between certain hours, but those hours might not be normal. And somebody might look at me and say, well, why are you doing this at this time? You should be with your kids then. But they don't see that I'm at every single sporting event or that I am at every field trip or that I'm at every drop off and pick up they have their their preconceived notion. And I think we see that so much on social media, right? This is what a parent should be. This is what a mom should do that we kind of take that in. So we're not screwing up our kids, right? We have to get past that we're not screwing up our kids. We are giving them tools that they can use the rest of their lives. And I know we fear that we, you know, we are. I mean, I do every single day. I look at my my 16 year old. I'm like, what did I mess up today with her? Like, I know I screwed something up, but we don't have to listen to others, right? So if our kids are happy, they're healthy, and we're spending time with them, it doesn't have to fit society's view of it. That's interesting. And it, it reminds me of the old Seinfeld episode where he's a comedian, right? So he does like, he works <laughs> Friday night. He works Saturday morning night. Like he's not, he doesn't have traditional hours. 
And I remember he was doing a show and he had everybody in the dressing room and they're just behaving like animals. And he says to them, I know it doesn't look like work to you, but this is how I make a living. And that's really the entrepreneurial thing because I stagger around in a bathrobe a lot of the time. I think my neighbors, you know, they don't have a clue what I do, but like this, this is the media job working remotely, right? It's the same thing right. for entrepreneurs. I've done the same thing. It, they, the people don't understand if they have nine to five jobs, they don't understand when you worked, maybe you worked like 4am to, you know, to 10am and now you're taking three hours off in the middle of the day. Like that's an interesting perspective. So that's really cool. What you're saying to, you know, really evaluate what your own situation is, not through someone else's lens, but through, you know, your own lens. And I'm going to guess you tell me a lot of the stuff that you've talked about here would work, not just in terms of dealing with kids as an entrepreneur, but dealing with a spouse or a significant other or a partner as an entrepreneur. Would you agree with that? Uh, very much so. Um, almost exactly the same, right? And I think it really speaks to dealing with people in general, your friends, your family, um, your kids just are a little more dependent on you. Now, your husband is very involved in the business, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. There are others uh, who are not, in, I have the same situation. My wife and I are very involved in our business, but I know there are others where one works a traditional job, one runs a business. There can be some major conflicts in there because it's, there are two different worlds where one person has a nine to five and I know they're getting blurry lines now, but maybe regimented time periods that they schedule on work. Whereas the other person is running a business and there are no boundaries unless you set them. So everything you said here, I think if, even if you're listening as a person without kids, it works with a partner, I think. So think about how some of that works. Jolene, talk to me. We've talked about problem solving and so forth. Tell me about some of the joys. We, we touched on the one of involving your kids in your business. Tell me about some of the other joys of like being an entrepreneur and having kids. What's good? I, I think the biggest one is I'm there for my kids, mm -hmm. right? I And I've worked really hard. And that's where those systems and processes that we talked about come into play. Um, being able to be on their field trips, being able to drop them off at school and pick them up at school. If they get sick, I don't have to worry about childcare. I can be the one who's there with them or, or my spouse can, right? Because we do have that flexibility within our business. Um, I'm able to provide my kids the type of schooling and, and look at non-traditional schooling for them as well because of it. So to me, the biggest thing is freedom of time and that, that time with my kids. Yeah. And that's a huge one. And, you know, I've, I've, experience the same thing where I say a sick family member or somebody needs something. Yeah. If you run your business properly, you can take some time to take care of that. And that's just a beautiful thing. Uh, a lot of owners will be out there saying, I cannot, I don't, cannot see a path to this. So my question for you as a mentor is how did gym owners get from, I'm overwhelmed. I've got kids. I want to be a better parent. I want to be a better business owner. I haven't a clue how to do it. I'm overwhelmed and freaking out. How did they get from that to where you are with their systems and processes and freedom of time? First of all, hire a mentor. Um, number one, work with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. But number one is that having, finding somebody to help you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, knowing that you can't need help. That's where I started. I picked up the phone and said, I can't do this on my own. I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, the second thing is you start simple. You write down what it is that you need somebody else to do. Write out your task, right? You don't have to have a hundred page staff playbook. You don't have to have it on you know, the app. Write the steps out and teach somebody how to do it. And that could be as simple right. as just cleaning the floor, right? Yeah, simple as cleaning the floor. It can be as simple as answering the phone for you. So that if you're in the hospital having a kid, you don't have to answer the phone. Blows my um, mind. Yeah. So it, it can be simple, but I think we get too overwhelmed. So take the small tasks and start there. So that's step one, guys. And if you're listening and you're struggling with this, write down one task that you can offload and tell someone else how to do it and then hire someone to do that task. And if you need a tip, start with cleaning. That is the easiest job to offload in most businesses. 
you fill the mop to this bucket to this level, you put this much soap in, you mop from here to here, it should take this long, go hire that out. That's an hour of your time bought back to spend with your family. You can then take that process, apply it to your business from the very bottom, all the way to the very top. So you can become a CEO of a whole bunch of people. And we can teach you how to do that. Uh, Jolene, you do that. Have you worked with parents who have been overwhelmed and then successfully helped them transition into like basically versions of you? Yes. Yes. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them are now at the tinker stage. So tinkers are upper level entrepreneurial program. When you've got a great business running and you're looking for other projects, upper level stuff, that's the group. So you've actually managed to get stressed parent parenting business owners into that group. Yes, correct. Wow. Okay. All right. So parents with kids, I say this on the show every time, no successful business owner that I know does not have systems and processes. It's Boring. It's not sexy, but systems are the foundation of everything. Systems allow you to have freedom as an entrepreneur. If you need to understand how to set these processes in place, how to build these systems, how to do it very fast with help from templates and done for your resources, Two Brain has them. Give us a call. You can go to our website, check the book a call link. It's also in the show notes. Check in with us. We can help you do this stuff faster so that you can get the freedom of time that you deserve and your family deserves. Jolene, thanks so much for sharing your time with us. Uh, I, what do you want to do next? What does your schedule say next? My schedule next, I'm getting on a mentoring call to help another gym owner. With the and, same what's, time. Which, and when's child time today? Child time today is at 2.30. Pick up from exactly. So yeah. if you guys want to know if Jolene has it actually in the top of her head, she reviewed this the night before. She knows exactly what she's doing in the next hours. I was Jolene Bingham. This is Run a Profitable Gym. This is where the best gym owners in the world tell you exactly what they're doing so that you can have the exact same success. Please subscribe for more episodes wherever you're watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, I'd love it if you would hit that like button as well. Thanks so much. Now, here's Chris Cooper with a final comment. Hey, it's Two Brain founder Chris Cooper with a quick note. We created the Gym Owners United Facebook group to help you run a profitable gym. Thousands of gym owners just like you have already joined. In the group, we share sound advice about the business of fitness every day. I answer questions, I run free webinars, and I give away all kinds of great resources to help you grow your gym. I'd love to have you in that group. It's Gym Owners United on Facebook or go to gymownersunited.com to join. Do it today. 